0: Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. All right. Well, the past few weeks, we first, it's been almost a month since we've recorded. We've, in all the episodes I've been throwing up, they've been sort of all out of order, out of whack. So this one will be actually recorded and then launched in, in the same order it was intended to be. So this is getting back on track episode. So, but. As we, as we start the episode, want to thank our Patreon supporter, Hallie, our original jaded HR rock star, and let you know, you can also support the show on Patreon, send us a, write us a review, tell a friend, or contribute a story or news article for us to talk about. So just want to give, get those, please send your reviews, honestly, quick and easy thing you can do. Load five stars up, helps people find us. So. What's been going on in your world since it's been basically a month since we've recorded? It's been (laughs) nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's It's the world of succession planning right now. Ooh, fun. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> something like 40 or 50 jobs and i'm responsible for succession planning in like 13 different divisions sure it's great let me nail down all of those schedules and have all of those meetings because those leaders are so excited to have those meetings oh you want to talk about who's going to replace uh, me yes i do actually want to talk about who's gonna replace you
0: <laughs> if you died tomorrow <laughs> right <laughs> what is happening in your department who can who can go from there now i I've had a very interesting week. first, my interns started this week, Woohoo, so we'll see if I don't drive her nutso over to pa- over the next twelve thirteen weeks there, but just had some very interesting things happen this week that haven't happened in my company in a very long time, so interns getting some great exposure, great experience. I've gotten frustrated with more gray hair, but yeah now, but I think we're we're back on the right track. So a lot of. A lot of fun stuff going on right now. So, talk about fun stuff. We've commented any number of times, especially when we have Jan Janerson on about the uselessness of Sherm. So every day I get a bazillion emails from Sherm, and I do actually open them and read
1: them. And my, my, fav- an my, f- in my favorite my of- favorite is, is like. All right, I'm already a member. I already have one of your credentials. Can you stop sending me the emails to say, "Hey, join Sherm and get like an extra tote bag"?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I get I get those all the time too. It, it, it's both my personal and work. It's account. like, um, can you do something there? Do some research yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I absolutely agree with that. But on May twentieth. In one of their emails they sent out, had a bunch of news articles in it, and the title was Dealing with Undocumented Workers in ERISA Plans, and it's by uh, Raymond Turner from Jackson Lewis. Jackson Lewis is a preeminent nationwide employment law firm. I've worked with them uh, multiple times, I think highly of them, but my thing is just looking at the title of that. If your company's fucking around with undocumented workers, (laughs) what do you think the chances are they really give a shit about their ERISA plans? (laughs) Let's bring in those illegals, but let's make sure they're covered with their, their retirement and things like that. So I was just blown away just by the title alone of what is this? You know, that is. Like I said, if you're not covering the big things, I consider employment eligibility a way higher priority than ERISA plans. So if they're not, like I said, they're not following OSHA. They're not following anything else. They're not following Fair Labor Standards Act. They're not doing any of this stuff that they're bringing in illegals, much less the ERISA plan. So I didn't read the article. I just got a kick out of the title there.
1: You already did more than I do?
0: Well... Another article, and and this is why I wanted to make the meat of the episode today, was, now, I saw, in the last few weeks, several articles about specifically why you should hire female student athletes and people with athletic backgrounds, and I read them, and honestly, there were good articles, nothing wrong with them, but The same thing applies to male student athletes. I didn't see the the importance of putting uh, specifying female athletes in there because the points all apply the same. And you're talking about being able to work as a team, coming over adversity, all the the things that happen in sports, handling difficult situations, stressful situations, things like that. Not letting the highs get you too high and the lows get you too low and, and, and things like that. But why i just i you know i read i fully read two of the articles i saw a third one so i guess it was uh, someone posted a topic out there hey everybody write about this all of a sudden but i just couldn't figure out why it was specifically targeted at women but I, i do fully agree athletes make generally speaking make great employees if they meet all the requirements that's you talked a few episodes ago about hiring people who've done things like across the Appalachian Trail or the uh, Continental Divide Trail or things like that because it shows they can go through something. I think a lot of the same thing applies to athletes. They persevere, they train hard, they work hard. They are they come they, they get themselves prepared for things and they're ready to go when the push comes to shove. And it's it's a unique thing that you're not going to get out of someone I was a high school athlete. I was not a collegiate athlete. You were a collegiate athlete, but it's the same thing. It's the same things come out of it. And you need, you need those people with those backgrounds. And you talk about dumb jocks and, and things like that, but I'm talking about any, I think first athletes, athletics have come so far today versus 30 plus years ago as well in my day. (laughs) in the fall you played football in the winter i wrestled i didn't play basketball I was horrible but that and then in the spring you'd play baseball and but now you you basically pick one sport and you are playing that sport whether it's football or baseball you're playing that 10 11 months out of the year and it's a little bit crazy nowadays seeing how how that works but yeah. What, what are your thoughts on athletes and their their value, the, the extra value
1: they bring as an employee to the table? <laughs> well, first of all, let's back up for a second. Thank you for acknowledging the fact that I was a collegiate athlete. Since most people would not say what I did was of athletic nature, being a college cheerleader like I was a long time ago, given that we have the most sustained injuries, because I don't know, that's actually, it is a factual statement that cheerleading does have the most sustained injuries. Yes, I've However, thank you for saying that I was an athlete. I, I still don't know if I'm an athlete or not, but <laughs> it was it was recognized. Well, I, I am an, I am an athletic award winner from the university where we attended. So, I guess I, I guess I am an athlete. I'm going to hang my hat on well, that one.
0: Back in the day. The, the the male cheerleaders would do push-ups every time we scored. And back then, we had a really good football team. Your ass was doing like 150, 200 push-ups. Seven, then 14, then 28. Next thing you know, we're running up the score uh, because that was what our school did at the time. Well, still does if we get the opportunity, yeah. but run up the score. Uh, by the fourth quarter, you've done 250 push-ups. I don't know how the hell you do that. You don't do full you don't, don't do full push-ups. You just kind of stunts. pop your
1: shoulder a little bit so it looks like you're doing a push-up. It's <laughs> one of the little, the little tips of the trade. <laughs> No, to to Uh, your point, yeah. I mean, I think anybody who has had a team type of atmosphere or activity. So you can think of, obviously, athletics are extremely high up there. But you can think of other organizations you can do as a kid, and you can learn that skill set. I mean, what we're seeing now, where athletics is probably going to, yeah, be very prevalent, is they are learning how to communicate. Or I'm looking at the current yes. generation of people. And I, I mean, I'm just as guilty. I mean, I'm just as guilty staring at my phone as anybody else is. However, in my ripe age, I feel like I know how to carry on a conversation where younger people that I hire, and this is not a generational, I mean, it, well, I am I guess I am picking on the kids today. Get off yeah, my basically. lawn! Damn kids. <laughs> they don't know how to have a conversation some with somebody face to face, or at least if you're in an athletic type of situation, you have to communicate and you're going to communicate without a device in your hand because you're trying to work toward a common goal. So yeah, I'll give it that. I don't, as a male, I don't know the difference between saying why it needs to be a female athlete versus a male athlete. However, I mean, an athletes and athletes an athlete. I, I have no preference and say that I'm going to hire one over the other. Whoever brings me the best situation to the table is one I'm going to hire. I don't care what they, I don't care what sport they play. I don't care if they're male or female, but I think there is some merit. Actually, let me that. There is a lot of merit to um, having that team environment background. Now, here's a situation I just thought of
0: in the back of my head and go ahead and send me the hate mail in my DMs to the Instagram, HR Instagram account, whatever Great, you want to say. Here we go. Here I go. Here comes trigger alert or whatever you want to say. (laughs) In, In sports, you have people who alpha male has to learn how to work with alpha male. And that is a tricky dynamic to negotiate. You have two alpha males and a lot of times, you know, you get quarterback controversies is you have two alpha males and one of them ends up getting traded or something like that in, in NFL or something like that.
1: Don't let it fool you though. There's alpha females just as much. Oh, that's where okay. I was going. I think
0: in uh, female athletes, alpha females, knowing how to work with other alpha females is sports helps tremendously whereas you have an alpha two alpha females neither have played sports i'm sorry uh, this is maybe the most biased thing or whatever hell hath no fury as two alpha females on the same team who disagree it they they do not work together they don't know how to collaborate and it is it's uh, sometimes cool to watch, but it's a, it's a train wreck. And I think that with sports, maybe making this specific to females, and this wasn't covered in any of the articles, knowing how to deal with that other alpha female that is out there. I, I, I worked with the alpha two alpha females. One was my boss, one was a co-worker. And so there was a, a superiority thing, but they were at each other's necks. And unfortunately, the one who was my peer level did not survive. And it was just months and months of two alpha females. And I wouldn't say either were right or wrong in any situation. I would say they were just both strong-willed alpha females and neither could communicate with one another. And it was it was literally a train wreck, which cost my coworker her job ultimately.
1: Well, thanks for so pissing I, off I mean, our entire our entire listening base. <laughs> so, the, yeah, So the so yeah, the four 70, got, the, something like a seventy eight percent. The four guys that are still left listening to this, who we probably we probably know. <laughs> the four the four that yes. are left listening to this because everybody else is pissed off. No, I didn't say it. Warren did. Let's make sure we understand that. I'm trying to say it in a in a
0: most positive way possible because. Two alpha males can usually work together to some extent, regardless of their sports background or anything like that. But I I think that maybe you know, having an athletic background in two alpha females might help that a little bit better. I, I, that's just pure guesstimation or something like that. I, I've seen no evidence. Like I said, it wasn't mentioned in an article, but that's the one thing I think that might be a little bit of a difference between men and women in that and by all means i am not the alpha male i'm like a delta epsilon
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure that. My Zeta. that. yeah is probably more realistic <laughs> omega
0: yeah somewhere around there <laughs> you're just
1: to go with uh, you're just to yeah. go with the flow yep hey sure
0: let's let's go along but anyways you know I, I i don't know why first i don't know why the article had to separate the articles plural and maybe the articles were all written by the same people like you see, published different areas. As I read one of them and I started reading another, and it was the same stuff, but maybe it can, maybe there's some better stuff with that. So, anyway. So, my final topic of the day is HR burnout. And once again, I've seen uh, it, it, for months now, we've been seeing a lot of articles about HR burnout. And absolutely, it's a real thing. But oftentimes, the solutions that are offering are just complete bullshit. You know, it takes time for self-healing and this and that, and take a walk and do yoga. I don't know whatever the hell stupid things it says, but, uh, Oh, set boundaries. I, I always, uh, that's like usually one of the top 10 set boundaries. You know, here I am I'm on our recent Memorial day weekend, I'm fielding texts and emails from my COO over to Memorial Day weekend, there's things that are going on. I'm like, just leave me alone. But if I'd set that boundary of no, I'm not going to respond to you this weekend, I might not be here this afternoon. (laughs) You got to do things like that. Another one they comment on, which is always useful using the EAP, do for yourself what you recommend your employees. But I really think the number one thing that you can do to avoid HR burnout is just be a jaded HR <laughs> son of a bitch like we it's are. Like, just
1: get the fuck look, out. <laughs> look at it. Look,
0: look at it with the most cynical, jaded point of view, and you don't have to laugh at your uh, laugh. Let' laugh at them. Laugh at them. You can wait till they leave the room and then laugh at them, <laughs> or things like wait till you're off the phone and then you know mock and scorn them. One of the best things I learned when Patrick and I worked together, and this was predated Patrick, but the manager who preceded me, we had the four wall rule. And anything that was said in those four walls was fair game. Everybody's nothing would be held against you. Nobody did anything stupid across lines, not even me. But you get off the phone with that moron employee who's just there trying to push buttons and see, get a one up on HR or something like that. Well, my taxes were off two cents for the quarter. Okay. Sue me for two cents. Things like that, that we have to deal with. Mock those people, ridicule them, see them, and call them out for what they are. Maybe not to their face. Once again, just keep your job, but just say, God, you stupid fuck. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you survive? Did, is there someone behind you saying, okay, now inhale? <gasps> yeah, there you go. Exhale. <gasps> okay. You don't have enough brain cells left to remember to inhale or exhale appropriately. Sometimes, maybe forget to remind them to inhale every once in a while. But it's just... I I don't know. I think that being cynical, being jaded, not being the, not letting it get you too worked up, if you turn that negative energy into cynical energy and say, oh, you stupid, you know, whatever. You want to, oh, my my attorney says this, this, that, and that. Okay, fine. Let let your attorney say that. One of my favorite things when people would say, oh, my attorney tells me this. Well, if you're represented, I'm not represented. So I'm not going to continue this conversation, but thank you and let him go. Anyways, what are your feelings? And obviously, you are a, obviously a jaded pro, <laughs> HR pro. And and honestly, I think it takes having a few years of experience under your butt. I don't think if you have, if my intern turns up being a jaded HR pro, we'll see how that that goes. But you need to have some experience because you, the work still has to be done. You have to do this. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's a whole nother thing.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I, I probably have, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years now in HR when, when I really look at all the different experiences that I've had over the course of my career. And, I don't know, the best thing I learned early on in which I carried into HR is when I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, unless the yeah. world is burning, then you can probably find me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in all reality, you're probably not going to find me but I guess I'm also not high enough up on the food chain where you have a much higher in terms of authority, in terms of being a a more single practitioner of having more responsibility in that sense where I'm in a larger organ. Well, I don't know if I'm about a large, I'm in a larger HR organization where I'm still pretty low on the food chain. So when my fucking day's over, laptop's closed, work phone gets turned off and a couple people have my personal number. And if they really need to get me, they can get me on that. But I'm not. In the, I'm not in the industry where I have to con- concern myself right now. When I was doing warehousing work, then yeah, I probably had to be a lot more available, and that probably what got me jaded because, like, leave me the f alone. Like, don't you guys know <laughs> how to like? Yeah, somebody got. Yeah, somebody got hurt. Is there a safety person on site? Yeah. Okay. Well, then take all the information down, and when I get there, eight o'clock in the morning, I'll take care of it. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. But I but, yeah, to, but I, to the point is, I mean, I, I make fun of the articles as well, but like self care, self all of those things, whatever whatever terminology we want to use. We just got out a mental health month, um, in the month of I think it was May or April, I don't know what those months are like mental health days or mental health care mm-hmm. May. Okay. May May was uh um, mental health. I mean, it is vitally important and we should practice what we we should practice Absolutely. what we preach. Um so Use
0: the EAP, take timeouts. Those things are all important. I'm not going to discount what they said, but I, I still think just being able to have a good sense of humor about it. Oh, that's and- so vitally
1: important. I mean, thank God that there's other HR professionals that I talk to outside of this. When just to, just to the point you're making about the four wall, like I don't do a lot of socialization within my own company because I just I kind of like the separation of church and state. However, there's other <laughs> HR professionals that I can talk to, and it's like are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Like, first of all, we made that decision or we did that or this is going on or, yeah. I mean, we all could probably think of a thousand different situations where we needed that outlet because of the crap we have to see every day. And then the stuff that you know, like we we are so privy to information and you're in meetings sometimes and you're like, oh, dear God. (laughs) Like if you only really uh knew. (laughs) Absolutely. And,
0: and I think what you mentioned as well, almost all the HR professionals I know have a good sense of humor about it. There, I don't, I don't really know any of those. I'm going to change the world. And I'm a people person, people who last very long in HR. Anybody I've known has not lasted very long. You, you have to have that sense of snark, that cynicism. I like that word. Uh, I like that, that I like thick snark. I gotta have
1: snark. <laughs> you got to have snark.
0: <laughs> that's my job. That's going to be written in my job description.
1: It's like, they got to the, have of moxie. They got to have moxie. They're like a 1920s gangster. They got to have moxie. <laughs> now yeah, exactly. Got to have some, some snarky. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever go back to the office, I'm just putting snarky on my door. That's <laughs> taking feathers down. Just putting snarky. <laughs> just snarky. This is my, but, this is my no, snarky no, hour. Don't come in that. right now. My, my snarky hour. <laughs>
0: Don't, hours don't add are... to
1: it because you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> don't be, and don't you wish
0: don't you know how much easier our jobs would be if you could just tell people that exact phrase don't be an asshole don't be a douchebag just uh, shut the fuck up do what you're supposed to do
1: and, and life favorite, is good my favorite leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> line ever i'm not the cops like i'm it's not like that's not my job Oh, yeah I had to, I had to talk to somebody today, and I'm like, you, do you understand that my role is to consult and to offer solutions to the business. However, I don't make the decisions, so don't be coming at me about where you think your compensation should or shouldn't be. I don't make that decision. I just can make a recommendation, And the, the business can make right. whatever decision they want to make because that's they're responsible for the variances in their own personal budgets. not my responsibility. And you said it
0: incredibly uh, a few episodes ago about we rep- you, have where you you represent three people, the employee, the manager, mm-hmm. and the company. And the, that's an unwinnable situation. You might be able to balance two things, but you put a third item in there, and the balance is always going to be off in one way or the other. And, and even if it was just the employee and the company, like people just think it's that too. Because the manager is a whole nother dynamic in of itself. The, the manager's uh, what the manager's situation may actually conflict with the companies, and but it's what he needs to do to get his job done. And it's just an interesting three-way dynamic that it, there's no win. You sometimes, and you've got to make the best out of bad situations. And I think there's another situation where having a good sense of humor, a good cynical attitude. What's going to what's gonna fuck us up the least? That's That's your, you may call it least objectionable ob- outcome. I call it what's going to fuck us it's up being, the least. It's, it's being, the a <laughs> <where> it <laughs> being a people person. That's where it is. Being a people person. I'm so glad I don't have to wear the people person hat too much. I'm allowed to basically be who I am for the most part. Uh, I don't share a hundred percent of my jaded feelings at work, but as I don't want to poison my my employees, but I think they'll, they'll learn. it. I think
1: time. the one thing I do get jealous about working in HR, and this is, I guess my own personal jadedness is like, I definitely get jealous when I see other teams like going out and I have happy hours and doing different things like that. One, I would never be invited because I'm their HR person. <laughs> They'd be like frightened as hell. Like, why is he here? Like what, what's happening? Like, why are we being, are we, we being are watched? In- like what's going on? It's a so like I'm never like a, a couple of my divisions, like the management teams. I could go out and do things with them potentially, but like when the the rank and file, for lack of better terms, go out and get to do th- fun things together, and then a come, oh, see you guys. I got to go home now because I'm just the HR guy. I, I do that's that's one thing that I do not like about. Well, there's a lot of things I don't like about HR, but that's one of the things that I I <laughs> miss about the corporate culture or the corporate world or the or the working world is that I I do not get to actively participate in that. I got friends like no I got work happy hours or we're going here or we're doing a cooking like that that part I definitely get jealous about.
0: I I can agree with that. Now you are part I believe of a larger team when the St. Patrick and I worked together we were part of a we got up to 10 people I think I want to say off the top of my head a uh, team and we did have some social events and Pre-COVID, our team, even though Patrick's the only one still at the company we were at, our team would get together for lunches up to pre-COVID time, about once a month, and have a good old time. And so, if you if you can do it within your HR group, then hey, that's another that's another win. But yeah, going out the rank and file, and also once again, you can't become their mm-hmm. friends because that just or even have the appearance of being the like you said, the rank-and-file employee you can't have the appearance of being different. And hell, even the managers, because how many times have you had to actually be the one to assist letting a manager go? Or the manager has effed something up. Actually, the managers
1: effed things up all the time. I would say the, manager, they the are not always 95% of the time fuck everything up. <laughs> the employee has no idea what the hell's going on. You're behind the scenes. You're going, come on. Like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. All they have to do is read the handbook. The answer's right there. You don't have on, to tell a- them.
0: Whatever stupid There's thing a you handbook.
1: told him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I acknowledge it every year in that piece of paper that I sign, but I don't, am I supposed to read it? <laughs> oh, that's always that's, my favorite too. That's what that has. So what's the answer to this? Well, it's in the handbook. Oh, okay. It's in the handbook. Uh, yeah. Where do I find that again?
0: <laughs> oh, in my company, there is no shortage of places to find our handbook. And it's actually a little bit crazy because we're about to do an update and i'm trying to think how many umpteen places do i have it that i have to pull it down and replace it from it's on the shared drive it's on the portal it's here it's there it's the other place too and yeah that that's a, a project i'm gonna my intern will be doing Find all the instances of our handbook that I probably don't even know where they all are and uh, replace it with this one.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I
0: just waiting I, for I fully it.
1: admit I'm just as guilty. Sometimes I'll hit somebody up on our department and be like, hey, what's the answer to this? Or like, you know, it's in the handbook. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> See, being a, you know, I do, I do have an HR assistant. I do have a recruiter, but for the, day-to-day real HR work, it comes to me. So there's nobody else to push push it to or things like that. And I, I have a printed copy of the handbook on my desk. Yeah, you just are so old. I can, you know, if, yeah, I know because I want to be able to find it quicker. I, know, I already know like PTO, that's the number one question is like on page 24. I know that travel's like on page 32 uh, and, and things like that. And those are, I know where to go instantly if somebody has a question and I'll have to print that a new new copy of that out soon too, just to keep it on my desk because that's what all HR people do. We have handbooks. We love our rules, our policies. That's all HR is and the
1: rules <laughs> and policies. The police. <laughs> so, so we are. I guess we are so the cops. We're, you, we're caps. the cops, but we're the cops.
0: Well, I, <laughs> I think that's all we've got for today. Once again, there's four ways to support the show. The easiest way, just leave us a review. You can't imagine how much it helps others find us. If you leave it on Apple, especially, I know only about uh, half of our listeners listen on Apple, but if the rest of us go on Apple, leave us a review. If you leave us a review and actually write something, we'll read it on the air. We did get that review a few weeks ago from Great Britain that someone just gave us a five star review, but no the comments to go with it. But leave us a review. You can become a Patreon. Tell a friend, and if you have an interesting news article or story you want to see, uh, send it to us at feedback at jadedhr or DM us anywhere else. We'll we'll get that, and we'll uh, definitely take a look at that for a future episode idea. So that is all I've got for today. I want to hit you up. Do you have a, have you thought of a best practice at all?
1: Uh, gotta, take a. we neglecting a walk, that. Do some yoga.
0: Do some yoga. Do some hot <laughs> there you goat go. yoga. In, your, in the at lunch, come back smelling like a hot sweat. <laughs> in in your office at lunch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is my snarky yes. This is my this is, hour.
0: <laughs> this is my snarky hour. This is my compa not companion. My dis. It, oh, I know what, what, what you're is that? To
1: say. I don't remember what it is either. Uh, uh, it's my mental health animal. No, it's my. It's my something companion. I don't know. But
0: yeah. Uh, uh, no, it, it's my ADA assistant animal. Yeah, but did you we've offended everything dogs, tonight?
1: Like, we've offended no female uh, yeah, athletes. No, no, none of this. <laughs> like, no, I said they're good. I said it's good.
0: I just said, I've said a lot of things, <laughs> but uh bit of trivia time. Besides dogs, what is the only, and here's the term we couldn't remember, service animal actually allowed by ADA? Certification
1: other than dogs, other than dogs, there's Ferrets. only one horses. Huh. So, I'm gonna
0: come into work, I'm gonna stump my toe, I'm gonna to get an AD, I'm gonna get a big fucking Clydesdale because <laughs> I'm like, it can't even fit in the front door. This is my ADA the operations course.
1: part of your compass staff is gonna hate you.
0: Oh, yeah, have, well. That's a operations and HR just always don't always seem to see the same thing.
1: <laughs> the, the cleaning oh, crew. That's, will that's what I meant. Like, yeah. Building operations, oh, okay. cleaning crew, all that. Yeah. They're, they're going to, they're going to leave things. They're going to leave things on your desk. Eight, I, I got a machine
0: that can leave pounds of things on there. Jeez.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Gonna, we're getting, we're getting out of control now.
0: <laughs> we're going to, out of that thing. Yeah. But as always, I'm Warren (laughs) and I forgot to uh, thank the underscore orchestra for the use of the theme song, devil, the devil. And Andrew Colpa, our voice artist who does our disclaimer. So boy, this episode absolutely needed a disclaimer (laughs) about being offended. But always, as always, uh, we're here helping you survive HR one. What the fuck moment at a time. Well, I heard a ding there.